Thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today I'm talking to Admiral Garrick Versio himself, Mr. Anthony Scordy from Star Wars Battlefront 2. This is a quick conversation about his work on the game, his experience in that mocap suit, and his latest project. This is Talking Bay 94, episode 57, Anthony Scordy. just i mean before even talking about star wars just dive into to what made you want to be an actor and and some of those early inspirations and experiences you might have had i was reincarnated as an actor from from ancient greece i don't know dude it's just one of those things <laughs> i remember you know I, I remember being a young kid at saturday uh night pictures my my, my heritage is from the mediterranean and mm-hmm. Back in the day, we used to go to, you couldn't, there were no video players back then. And my parents, if they wanted to see a movie in, in Greek, they would have to go to a screening on a Saturday late night in Greek. So I remember going as a you know, three, four-year-old to the movies with my parents and watching these people on the screen and being emotionally moved by what I was watching. And I thought about that question before and that's the best i can come up with that i wanted to be a part of that silver screen well one of the the interesting things to me especially is your jump to first voice roles but then also to video games itself we can talk about battlefront a little bit later but how do you go into those roles and and what's kind of your process and do you find it different than working on stage or going into those roles well each medium is very different there's a different process for TV. I mean, the acting is the acting. I was trained at a place called Drama Centre London, and it focused focused on on style of style of theatre, classical theatre, uh, uh, restoration, mask work, improvisation, animal work. So you know, Elise Charlesberg, Uta Hagen, um, you know that. So it was a many many ways uh, that I was trained at the conservatory. So not each role is is demands demands that you work on it in exactly the same way um but and the mediums are different um i.e uh tvs are much faster paced number one um uh, film you have a little bit more time with it and theater uh is you have a longer rehearsal period but you can't stop and start again once you're doing theater voiceovers you don't tend to learn you don't learn the dialogue you just read it from a page you're very familiar with it whether it's animation or a video game or or a, a narration you might be doing basically a video game medium is a cross between theater and film especially then with motion capture right so battlefront wasn't your first motion capture but they, i mean you had sleeping dogs uh, and then and then battlefront 2 motion capture must be very very similar to working on stage and being in a, a relatively bare environment with just with actors and then producers um what was it like a getting involved with this star wars battlefront and then what was it like kind of on that set working with janina and, and working with all the producers oh they had a great time working with me <laughs> <laughs> the fact is that I didn't know what I was going to be working on till I actually, I was in New York shooting a blacklist and the car from the blacklist was taking me to the airport from LA and then I was being picked up by an EA car to go to the EA studios. Uh, we went there for the face capture where 
the, your, your head is locked in and they're taking photographs from all around your head. And then someone said, oh, it's the makeup person said, oh, it's Star Wars. And I went, what? <laughs> I said, it's Star Wars. He said, oh, you guys are probably just not doing, you're probably just doing the face work and the body work. You're, you're probably not involved in anything else. I hadn't seen a contract yet because I was away and my manager had signed everything for me. And then a few days later, um, you know, I'm told, I, I'm filled in with what because i've been away i've been filled in with what was actually going on so it was a pleasant surprise sure that's that's a very nice surprise uh working in star wars what was the uh character pitched to you as you know admiral garrick bercio how was it described to you and then how much were you able to kind of play in that world and make the character your own i mean you know you're given you're pretty much given carte blanche to do what you want with the role Mm -hmm. uh and then you know the director will um uh, Tom Keaton will work with what you you give him, and you know you'll have discussions about it. And I was pretty much uh, much to a lot of people's surprise. I, I was uh, virgin material <laughs> to the Star Wars world. Uh-huh. It made me. Uh, it meant that I came from a very neutral position, uh-huh. so I was able to do what I felt was. Um, right for the role. For instance, I'm working on this one-man play that I wrote for Los Angeles, and I I promised myself that I wouldn't watch any one-man plays till after I'd written mine. And in fact, I didn't watch any till after I'd performed mine. So I think, and I'm glad I did, because it would have been a completely different beast had I immersed myself in what had gone before I what I had done. So, yeah, so obviously, I mean, the character traits are the character traits, and you figure out from the relationships one has with the other characters, especially my daughter, right. uh, and what what is what the character deems to be the right thing to do, and what, as an objective bystander, I think is the right thing to do. And how do I justify what the character does? Right. And how do I justify it to myself and like the character? Whereas I may not, as an actor, like what he does, I have to like what he does as the character right. and justify it. Is is there an additional element, a, a layer to that when you're you're working in, let's say, even just a warehouse for these kind of video game roles, uh, wearing not a not a costume, right, and really having to dive deep? Did you find any? Uh, complications with the mocap equipment what's kind of the way that you channel channel the emotion that you might need or or just visualizing the environment that you're in well everyone everyone on that set was a, a professional seasoned actor right. you know we, you, if you can't suspend your disbelief you can't expect the audience to suspend their disbelief um having said that uh, when you're working with other actors who are immersed in what they're doing you can't help but be immersed yourself and then they get more immersed and then you get more immersed so it's a feeding off each other as it were yeah as well um and you know what you know what you know i know what my action motivation is i know what i want and i know what's in my way from achieving what it is that I want. And, you know, when I focus on that and it's been laid out to me what is around, what I'm surrounded with and by, I know what's around me and it's a small leap of imagination for me to get there. 
because I have that kind of mind as you know, a creative mind as, as all actors and directors. I'd love to talk about your your newest project, which is you you kind of mentioned it briefly, the Aristotle Onassis one man play that you've been working on. How can fans of Battlefront and fans of you get more information about it? How can they support it? And then what what do you want people to know about it? Well, essentially, it's on Indiegogo, and it's called Evening with Aristotle Onassis. Aristotle Onassis was uh, the richest man in the world. He was uh, a shipping owner, shipping tycoon. Uh, his last marriage was to uh, a woman called Jackie Kennedy Onassis uh, after um, JFK was assassinated. And there's a lot of intrigue that surrounds surrounded the man's life uh he didn't come from a very rich background and ended up being the richest man in the world how is it pertinent today it's like there's a lot of parallels yeah. to uh, everybody where everybody can can identify with this and, and and catch the message um it's like you know we work so hard to achieve what it is that we think we want that we don't have enough time to enjoy them and we don't value the things that are really uh, essential to true happiness, uh, i.e. family, mm. health, children, you know, um, and, and we're busy trying to uh, to achieve things that we think we're going to enjoy um, and we miss, we don't enjoy the journey on the way with the people that we need to enjoy, you know, we ought to enjoy them with. And there's another couple of things set up there, but essentially it's his life it's his life and his grandmother, his uncle, make an appearance. Uh, several other characters. I play several, several other characters in it. So, um, yeah, it was done eight years ago in Los Angeles to rave reviews and standing ovations. And I've, I just thought it was time it was done in New York. I mean, I, I live in, in Dallas. And so obviously the the Kennedys are, are, are a source of uh, immense fascination. So this is a very, very cool thing to hear about. And I'll put the, the link in the show notes um, and I'll tweet it out as well. So if anyone wants to check it out. That'd be fantastic because uh, we're trying to self-fund it right now in order. It's going to be open to the public, right. but essentially we're trying to get producers and uh, financiers to come and pick it up and to uh, explode it onto the stage. Although it will be a, a, a production. But essentially... Who was the man that married Jackie Kennedy? And, and, and you know, because people know, and, and it's like people right now don't, you know, beginning to forget who Jackie Kennedy was, never mind Aristotle Onassis. Looking forward to, to hearing even more about it. Mr. Scordy, thank you for, for taking the time and talking. And, and really, I mean... Anthony, you can call me Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, thank you for taking the time and for talking. And, and really, the, the rumors that uh, Janina might make an appearance in uh, Mando Season 2, uh, it's like we didn't see the admiral die really on screen so who knows um we'll we'll see what happens hey you know what i don't know maybe you should spread the rumors that i'm gonna be right yeah what? i don't see i don't see any harm in that we can we can do what we can rumors are rumors <laughs> rumors are rumors you know it's when i see the paycheck in the bank account then, then i know you know what happened yeah there we go but until then it's just a rumor <laughs> uh well awesome anthony thank you very much uh good luck with everything and we'll talk soon have a great evening and we'll, uh, you know, hopefully we can do this again at some yeah. point. Speak talking about Anasis or me on the Mandalorian or something.
Thank you again to Mr. Scorty for the quick interview and the great conversation. For more information about his one-man show, Onassis, hit the link in our show notes for the Indiegogo. Also in our show notes is the link to our Talking Bay 94 store that has a very limited restock of all of our line of shirts. Until next episode this Wednesday, stay tuned, stay safe, leave a five-star review, and may the force be with you.